B-side in boxing. B-side shit. B-side. B-side and the B-side. You got a B-side. The B-side. 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 That B-side thing. This is the B-side's boxing podcast. Welcome back to B-Sides Boxing, first episode of the year. Man, haven't seen you all year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, oh, not the dad joke. Yeah, the old, the old standbys. Joined by Drip Shinado. Thank you guys for joining me. Let's get into some quick news here. Ryan Garcia has announced his change from fighting, uh, trying to fight Devin Haney. Now he's going for Raleigh Romero downgrade in the sense of the quality of the opposition I would say upgrade in terms of fight entertainment potential but I don't know what do you guys think yeah I mean Roly will be more entertaining than Haney Haney will just outbox Garcia Roly might actually fight him yeah wasn't uh wasn't Roly like the initial opponent at first and then it went to Devin and now it's back to Roly uh, from what I just the bit that I recall, it was that Ryan had tried to reach out to Roly, but he was on like vacation or something, and so he switched <laughs> okay. to Devin Haney, and then Roly tried to come back into the picture. To which Ryan and Haney both said, "Like, sorry, buddy, we're busy, and now we're here. We are. The uh, the drama continues, I guess. I guess with that being said, uh." <clears throat> I guess given Ryan's like a star power or pull, we could call it. I mean, does he have the ability to kind of do that as he pleases? Just go back and forth with opponents. Like maybe today I want Roly or tomorrow I want Devin. Like it seems like you got to have some real pull to be able to do that. And they still agree with it. Uh, with those two guys in mind, I would say yes, he does. But with like Tank, for example, you can't play that game with him. But I would say anyone, pretty much anyone else, like Shakur Stevenson, if that were a possibility, uh, Teofimo Lopez to an extent. I don't think Teo would play with that game. No. Per, I, on a personality level, no. Yeah, but, I think, uh, do, you, do you guys think it's a bit of a duck? Ryan's decided he can't beat Haney, so he's going for someone a little less skilled? Uh, see, I don't Easy know. title... And you can leverage that into a into fighting with Haney, who also has a title, so make it a unification thing. Yeah, I I'm not saying it's a bad business move. I just it feels a little ducky. It is a little duckly, a uh, little ducky. Yeah. Look, <laughs> quack quack. Um, I would say definitely easy title for sure, and can be used as leverage. Um, fuck, I had a train of thought also, but I just completely lost it. Um, Ducky was. Yeah, you know it might come back to me. Pit puppy that I had a long time ago. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I was, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I would say it's really a duck because, like, I mean, there's maybe a hint of duck in there because yeah. he, he fought Jason. Tank and yeah, he, he fought Tank and uh, he had to know he was going to lose a Tank. I don't think Ryan knew he was going to win that fight, but he still took it. I just think business-wise, kind of like you guys said smarter move going for Raleigh first get the strap from him and then get more money out of fighting Haney because he has a yeah. belt make it a bigger event exactly for yeah. both of them I'm sure Haney knows the same recognizes the same thing 
because I haven't heard him say anything yet. Uh, and I, I expect he would be the first one that would say duck, that this is a duck move. But So now with Haney kind of open, does that like open a room for Haney and Tank? Since Teal's kind of tied up. Maybe, yeah. well, Teal's tied up for a little bit, but He's maybe down busy the line. for a little bit. Uh, Haney needs to fight now. So that would... Uh, tank, I don't know if... I don't know. I don't know if Tank would go for that. Isn't he supposed to be uh, opening up the PBC on Prime? Uh, I think so, but I mean, they've been going back and forth for the past like month, two months now. So, yeah. and now that Haney's free and Tank has that PBC opener for Prime, like it's the perfect kind of like. That would be that a would, good. That would be that would Prime. be a crazy opener. Yes, it would. So I mean, it kind of, like like I'm not saying it's working out in their favor for both of them, but. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets made like that. <clears throat> hmm. Well, this is... Yeah, so is this one also for Barroso? <laughs> no? All right. oh, 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 I just got it. <laughs> Dude, leave Barroso alone. He got his one yesterday. Yeah, he did. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, really quickly, <laughs> so we were talking about uh, Teofimo. He, has, he is penciled in for February 8th against Jermaine Ortiz. Uh, Ortiz is top rank. Is Teofimo still with top rank? I, th I thought he went to a uh, match room recently. I thought so too. Maybe because Jermaine Ortiz isn't like a money spinner. I don't know. And Jose Ramirez also signs with Golden Boy, multi-fight, multi-year deal. Uh, Barbosa, who signed with them he last fought in February of 23, uh, was released by Top Rank in, like, July, uh, signed with Golden Boy in November, and here's his debut. was uh, last night. So let's get into the recaps here. Uh, starting back on December 17th, the Day of Reckoning. Feels so long ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, the Day of Reckoning. Uh, let's go from the bottom up. Villa Pergovic stops Mark DeMori in one. I I missed this one to be fully uh, transparent. There, I didn't catch catch it. I was I would have gotten home at a, what was around like round four, but Pergovic had other plans. <laughs> yeah, not much to say on that one. I also missed it as well. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. I slept through this part of this card too. <laughs> Because oh. it started at like 2 a.m. All right. So Frank Sanchez stops Junior Fa in seven. That I was I unexpected. I to this one. It was unexpected for me. I didn't see that coming. <clears throat> What's next for Frank Sanchez, man? Like, when's he going to get a title fight or something? Never. The title titles were all tied up. Now he's got to be up next for something, at least a contender, right? Um, I, I mean... Fury and Usyk are fighting. Yes. And they probably have a rematch clause. They do. It's a bilateral. So the titles, yeah, the titles are tied up there for another year. At least, yeah, at least a year, two years, probably. The I just IBF feel like I've been... is going to strip uh, whoever wins, because um, Hergovich is the mandatory to the IBF, and the IBF is, like, legally bound to make it happen. Man, fuck that IBF title. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, like it's one of those. I, I like that they make people fight. It's one of those things. Yeah, it's like they they follow their own rules. They have bylaws. They they don't skirt them for anyone. They can't skirt mm -hmm. them for anyone anymore. Yeah, I definitely respect that for them for sure. Does it make some um, shitty fights sometimes? Yeah, it absolutely oh, yeah. does. Yeah. But like people oh. bitch about like the number one contender never getting their at their title shot. Well, this is this is what it is. This is what happens. Well, and you don't get stuff like Fury. Like, how long has it been since Fury defended his title? Yes. Bro, yeah, I think, what, Derek, I mean, yeah, Chizora 3 was the last time he defended it. Frank Sanchez was... is number six with the IBF. So that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah, I just feel like I've been hearing Frank Sanchez's name in, like, the mix for so long. And I'm like, damn, when's, like, anything going to happen? Yeah. He's been fighting those second-tier heavyweights for yeah. a long time. Yeah, dude's been a prospect like how many years now? Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> call him. I would call him like a lower-level contender for too long. But yeah, yeah. Number five with the WBA. <clears throat> uh, I would call him the king of the B tier. I don't know if there's anyone better in that category at the moment. WBC. Yeah, I guess it depends where you draw the line for yeah. B tier. Frank Sanchez is number four with the WBC. He is number four. So he's up there. He's uh he could be called up as like a voluntary. Um if the mandatories were not able to meet they weren't able mm -hmm. to make the fight, then uh, he right. could get pulled up as a mandatory as well. He's in the range. I think it's like top five. But there you go. He's up there. Um, Slowly but surely. Yeah, the only other... Like, the guys that he's needing to fight are all on this card anyway. Uh, Ajit Kabayo knocks out Ars Arslan Makhmudov in four. Ooh. That was was that just like that, brutality pillar to post? That was just a delicious fight. Yeah. <clears throat> because I mean I, I think that also just um answered a lot of questions to Bakhmudov. Everyone touted him as like big old scary boogeyman, but truth is guy can't box to save his life. Is like, he the one with the angry eyebrows? Yeah, okay. yeah. The very angry <laughs> eyebrows. Yeah, they were touting him as like you know some big monster, heavy like destroyer. Yeah, scary guy, the the boogeyman, the next boogeyman. Yeah, and then it turns out he just can't box like for shit. Like he no like sure he has heavy power, granted that, um, but absolutely no fundamentals. Piss poor cardio, and yeah, he just got pieced up and couldn't dish it back out. Got too exhausted. The the power thing though, like at heavyweight. The, the kind of the, the mantra is like anybody can get touched because because of just how big these people are mm -hmm. any clean shot is going to really mess some like they're he's really going to rock someone's dome yeah he was landing on a uh, what's his name uh, Kabayo. Kabayo. but Kabayo, I mean, he ate them I think a few times he got wobbled but he ate them fired two back and I think just the consistent pressure mm -hmm. of uh, Kabayo just broke him down well, anything more? Um, because I mean, like Mahmudov, is there? 
Maybe he'll oh. get his eyebrows reshaped to sad face. <laughs> I think Mahmudov will be like, oh, excuse me, choking almonds. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I think it'll be like a fun watch in the future, just to kind of like be like a big gatekeeper. But I don't know if he'll ever be like a title holder. Uh, we'll get to him in just a second, but maybe him versus Gerald Miller. Is a good one. <coughs> and I say just a second because Jai Abutaya knocks out El Zoro in one. This fight comes after he was stripped of his IBF title, like we were just talking about. Like IBF enforced a mandatory. Abutaya and Matchroom had already had other plans, and the IBF can't uh, renege on their mandatory offerings. So that was not a title fight anymore. But Daniel Dubois, Triple D, stops in like the last fucking seconds to clutch yeah. <laughs> fucking stoppage. Stops Gerald Miller, 335 pounds of all American beef. <laughs> Holy shit, that was super fun. Uh, Gerald Miller was like completely gassed from what like round six at the at best yeah probably six at best and yeah so i guess not having the endurable is a bit of a problem for him but it's all right triple d uh re re like reinvigorates himself i think uh gets his confidence back a little bit um i think a lot of people were myself included i was saying like look man you can you can do it you just like fuck bro you gotta believe in yourself man you you can you can do this you are not incapable like you let one slip against Usyk and you let that take your confidence away from you like shit happens dude it's boxing <clears throat> how did you guys think of his performance though not great um, he, he's not gonna be a title holder either but he's which is too bad I really thought he was going to be yeah. like a few years ago. He seemed like he was on the right track. Uh, if they had held like just kind of slowly built him as the other guys start to age out, he could really come. Yeah. He could have blossomed into the, the leader of the pack. But... Yeah, those couple defeats really kind of messed with his head, I think. Yeah. It's it's all right though. I think he'll be at the he'll still be in like the he'll straddle the line of the A and B tiers, like the world title contenders, and then the you know the climbing contenders, I guess. Yeah. Gatekeeper ish. Gatekeeper to the top. Yeah, he he's the high level gatekeeper. So, and that's not entirely a bad place to be. It does take a lot of fucking hard work and dedication to get to that point. What? Yeah, he, you know, didn't look great. Oh, Daniel. Yeah, but not great. It is what it is, you know. He'll probably have another, like, title shot in the future. Will he get it? Like, will he win? That's... I don't think so. With, I think, this... Will he get another... It'll be, like, an interim... Kind of thing, kind of like uh, Jang is right now, and uh, Joe Joyce was for the longest time before, just like the perennial interim 
title holder. Mm -hmm. uh, so he'll be, I think he could be something like that, but. Yeah. Who do you think they'll have fight Hergovich after they strip the uh, IBF? I wonder if Waleen, after his loss, let me, let me check. Who's in the IBF? Otto Waleen is, no, they haven't updated yet. So. Dubois will be kind of up there for someone to choose after they win that belt. He was number eight coming into. The oh, situation. they dropped him that far. Yeah, I think so. he's better than eight. Well, uh, well, Mahmudov is at seven, so there's that. Um, uh, then Sanchez, uh. Jared Anderson, Joseph Parker, who's probably going to move up. AJ at three. Walin and Hergovich were two and one. I kind of forgot AJ would be free to fight for that. Yeah. After whoever wins it. Yeah. If uh, AJ, the news of the Nganu fight, which we'll talk about later, but that, if he hadn't signed that, AJ versus Hergovich was the plan for the for the mm -hmm. uh, vacant title. AJ <laughs> make a lot more money fighting Nganu. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That is without Big question. Big bucks. Uh, all right, moving along, Dimitri Bivol. Oh, Gerald Miller, Makhmudov. Makes perfect sense here. Um, oh, yeah. Because, like, fat fucking losers, but whatever. It'd be big Russian beef versus all American beef. Yeah. Dimitri Bivol. <laughs> Rocky Six. <laughs> Rocky Seven. Dimitri Bivol pieces up Lyndon Arthur. I thought this was... I, he should have been able to stop him with as with the success he was having. Um, we were talking about in chat, I remember, specifically on this one, was like, man, the, the guy's just no frills, no fanfare, no confetti. He just does what he does, execute the plan as just to the T, and that's it. If, if he stops him in the course of executing plan a then good if it doesn't come who cares doesn't matter he wins <clears throat> yeah i think bivol doesn't fight with very much ego like i don't think he cares if he gets the knockout nah cool fucking kyrgyzstani uh, composure yeah yeah i <clears throat> i begin to wonder like once he becomes like the king at 175, assuming he beats Better Bev, assuming you know Better Bev doesn't lose to uh, Count Smith, but just say like in a hypothetical situation, he becomes like the king at 175. Like, does he just stay there against this like mundane opposition, or does he like try to like go to 168 and try to make some like decent fights? He Do could. you think he still makes 168? I, I think he people said he could. could. He says he can. Uh, yeah, but people say stuff all the time. I, I I say that he could because he says his like average weight like normally is like 180, 185. So like he's not cutting down a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah. think him cutting seven pounds would really like hurt him all that much. No, compare like some other guys do. So I it think would be he could absolutely what standard boxers already do. Him going to yeah, 68 exactly. would be what other boxers already do. Um, I think mm -hmm. if. Bivol stays at the top of 175, assuming he let's assume he beats Better Bev, 
or loses to Better Beav and Better Beav retires. Then he still mm -hmm. becomes the like de facto number one. Mundane opposition, yeah, not they're not great, but all of the dudes that Better Beav beat on his way up, Beevil hasn't fought them, so why not? That's true. Yeah. It's something I just to think... do. And other guys from 68 will be moving up as well. Yeah, I was thinking about it too. Like, what if they just move up and he stays there? Because, I mean, if I would like to see him against like some of the guys that won 68, honestly. Well, Benavides, to be honest with you, is the one I, I'm thinking mm -hmm. of. Yeah, Benavides for sure. Um, I'd even throw in Caleb Plant in the mix. but That would be a little boring. Eh. Yeah, but... it'd be definitely a little boring, but it'd be a fun fight. No, yeah. not fun. I shouldn't say that. It'd be very technical and captivating for the those who appreciate the technical yeah, stuff. Yeah, the hardcore fan yes, would like it. It's a hardcore. The casual, not so much. Right, hardcore yeah, fans. I mean, because uh, Beevil dismissed the whole like Canelo rematch like officially like recently, right? He said that yeah. ship's like sailed. Yeah, I, I he that he didn't have any interest in doing that anymore, and I think Canelo has also hinted at letting it go. If I I, if I'm not misremembering, but he's mm -hmm. he has his sights set elsewhere, and if it organically re, uh, reemerges, then yes. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna reemerge anytime. I just I don't think they're on two different paths. So now that Dimitri Bivol holds two of the five. IBO unification, uh, joking, joking. But they, uh, that's all. Uh, there was I didn't have anything to follow that up with. It was just a. Oh well, well actually, the one thing we can't touch on the IBO. one like, one not IBO joke, but the one moment where Lyndon like uh, it hit him to the body. People kind of you know backed up oh, a little bit. We're yeah, like, oh, did. we're like we're like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> did people just get hurt? We went from like slouching in our chairs to sitting up straight. We're like, well, what's going on here? Yeah, a little flash of success, but nothing ever came out of it. Well, that's kind of Lyndon Arthur's entire claim to fame, is a flash of success beating Anthony <laughs> Yard and then getting his ass kicked in the follow-up. There's not a whole lot doing here. So, like, uh, we have 175 guy. He needs a fight. Does anyone have, of all the, the other promoters in the room, anyone got a 175 guy who has a just has a name that someone will recognize and uh good old frankie puts up his hand <laughs> do you think like all these promoters are a group chat together just yes, like <laughs> i really do i honestly think so too they're all like in just some shitty group chat <laughs> <clears throat> oh man i wasn't sure how to take that and leverage uh, and maneuver with this joseph parker Deontay Wilder. Ooh. God <laughs> damn it. Deontay Wilder, you motherfucker. Drops it, gets swept fucking 12 to nothing. That is being very generous to Deontay Wilder, giving him 12 to 0. <laughs> that was horrible. Um, that was bad. That was fucking Real bad. horrible. Uh, is, so the question really becomes, is Deontay Wilder done? In his post-fight interview, he said, like, after his ayahuasca trip, he found a inner peace or whatever, 
and he doesn't necessarily have that same bronze bomber hunger anymore. So, not sure. Yeah, especially someone like Wilder. Once he doesn't want to anymore, it's just over. Yeah. Like, like it... he's not going to become a skill man. He right. has to go in wanting to hurt somebody. Yeah. Like, Beevil, his approach would it would carry through into just it being a job whereas yeah like you said Deontay Wilder has to have the desire to score knockouts or he won't get them and he clearly doesn't have the fucking skill that was already known but uh, you would have I was hoping that maybe Malik Scott would have given him more to work with but... uh it looked like he wasn't even training. Like, did you see his legs? Oh my god, he's so I understand skinny. How somebody's, I don't understand how somebody's legs get that small. For, like, I don't know. They didn't look like they could carry him. He was, he came in six, he's six foot seven and he was like 220, 215. Like, dog. His legs looked like he'd spent a year in a wheelchair. Yes. it. They really did. It was concerningly skinny. Like he hadn't been, he hasn't been doing really anything. Maybe just cardio the entire time. But even cardio should give you a little bit of calves. You'd think. Like jogging should. <clears throat> Crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I think Wilder is just out of it. Man's 38 years old. He made more than enough money from the sport. Yeah, he has held held a belt, defended it. Like I think he just passed it now. <clears throat> so there was talk of on the oh we'll talk we'll talk about it later. But uh, Deontay Wilder's poss possibility of the uh, day the second day of reckoning, if, uh, we'll call it for now the Inganu Joshua card. But uh, so jo uh, Joseph Parker now <clears throat> to give him the time and credit he deserves there is he's at the he's in the top five of all of the major sanctioning bodies uh he has i think this is a good win for him even with deontay wilder looking like shit he still like his game plan was perfect is he executed it perfectly he nullified anything that deontay wilder brought to the table which is as everybody knows pretty much just the right hand but he made that right hand completely a non-factor. So, uh, what is possibly next for Parker with all the titles tied up and AJ busy as well? Yeah, I think Parker falls in that place you were talking about, where he's like a gatekeeper to the top. So, I I don't know who that makes him fight next, but he's not quite A tier, but he's better than B tier. He's better you know? than Dubois, who we put in that same like straddle tier. I mean, actually, that's not a bad point. Can we see Dubois and Parker next? I think that's that a possible? it's a reasonable thing to make given what we mm -hmm. have available to us. Jang also being one, but we'll talk about his possible outlooks in a little bit as well. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's not much yeah. you can really go for besides just Dubois or Shang, really. <clears throat> uh, Caballel? Uh, Caballel, yeah. I mean, are they kind of lower, though, I on the list? I think he's better. Yeah, I think he's better than those guys. Sanchez, Caballel. 
is a good follow up. It sort of like a bracket, I guess. Uh, yeah. Parker so is a smaller can... heavyweight, so maybe if Opataya wants to move up. Ooh. Yeah. Australian versus Kiwi. That could be fun, actually. That would be really fun. I think the whole like just heavyweight division with all these like titles being held up like with the top like three four guys, it just kind of makes it shitty for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, that's what undisputed does to divisions. As much as I'm a sucker for undisputed, I really am. But because Harker already lost to Joyce, right? Yes, he got stopped. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. and he mm. lost to Joshua as well. Yeah, because... he, he lost AJ. That's who we haven't talked about in any of these potential matches is Joe Joyce. I still think he's pretty up there in the heavyweight division, even though he lost to Jay. Up uh... there, you mean in like terms of age? <laughs> Just yeah. yeah, he I is. He's still a factor. It's a hard fight for anybody. No, he's still a contender though. Even if like his losses are just to Jang, that's not entirely something to be ashamed of. Like the entire division is pretty up in age anyway, so he's in the middle of the pack as far as that goes. Yeah, and I know he's not super exciting, but I still like watching Joe Joyce. There's some novelty to how it looks like he fights in slow motion. I mean, he's not, obviously. But somehow but... he wins. Yes, like I know. That's what's the novelty about it. He is Michael Myers. He is the monster in the old movie that somehow catches everyone by walking. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Joyce. Oh, you could throw Joyce in with any of these winners. Dubois rematch. Fucking Beevil, I guess. Kabayel <laughs> Sanchez, Hergovich versus Joyce. Why not? Yeah, I mean... Be fun. Joyce Ergovich might be kind of fun, actually. Yeah, not against that one. I don't see Joe Joyce in the top 15 of IBF. Really? Yeah. I think he's definitely top 15. Not for the IBF. Damn. Huh. He also doesn't. I don't think he ever trafficked in that. He's number 12 for the WBC. Honestly, man, where's the real king of the heavyweights? Our boy, Johnny Fisher. Johnny Fisher. He's the British dude, right? Yeah, big, yeah. big, big bosh. Yeah, that's right. I I like <laughs> I like Johnny Fisher, but he is not good. <laughs> no, he's terrible, but he, he's definitely but he a personality. He's super fun. Yeah. Uh, Joyce is not rated by the WBA. This makes me sad. Like, I know he's had two losses, but... I think he should be rated. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. Like, he's not terrible by any means. I'm not seeing him on the WBO either. Did they just, like... Yeah, he got him? fucking axed from everything. Goodness. Damn, one bad knockout think... loss, and that's it? Wow. Yeah, he's just in the WBC. 
strange. That is strange. Sad times. Jang really fucking knocked him out of every like every organization. Knocked him out of boxing completely. Uh, right. Main event: Anthony Joshua versus Otto Walib. I expected He's... better from Otto here. Yeah, honestly. Very disappointed. So Maybe. you think Otto didn't do well, rather than Joshua just doing good? It's both, I think. Fair. Yeah, I wonder if AJ is just like a intimidating like presence in the ring, like across from you, and Wallen just got scared or something, because he really just didn't do jack shit. Like he just looked scared the entire fight. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't seem like he ever got into even first gear wonder if just like AJ scared him across the ring or something or like what's going on here but yeah that was just I mean he, he wasn't scared of fury I can't see AJ being that much more intimidating that's what I was thinking as well uh, so Joe Joyce is rated number 12 by the WBC Francis Ngannou is number 10 yeah. <laughs> oh, a little fun fact there Oh man! Ngannou has one loss in boxing, and they have him higher than Joyce. Yes. Yeah, but money, money talks. He knocked down Tyson Fury while Joe Joyce lost to a goddamn commie. So part of that is shame, I think. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes. Uh, back to I AJ Autowalin. Um, so AJ looked really good, though. He did. He like, looked fantastic. He's back. Yes. We're back, baby. Um, so he I hope is, so. I like AJ. He's. Same. I think he's a good. He's good for the sport overall. Um, Deontay Wilder, as his foil, was too, but that was bronze bomber Deontay Wilder, not this fucking ayahuasca. Uh, Deontay son, I don't know. <laughs> Deontay son. <laughs> yeah. The enlightened journey. Yeah. The uh, the spiritual guru. Which he that makes him a pillar for his community, which is fucking awesome. I really want to go to his statue. Actually, it looks really cool. Somebody needs to go chisel the legs down. <laughs> the, ta the statue will topple over. That's not <laughs> rumple. All right, so AJ he has his next date set, which that's first in Ganu in Saudi Arabia. We'll get to that in a minute uh Otto Walid, though th so I'm assuming he's gonna get bumped from the top two in the IBF so he's not gonna be fighting Hergovich for the title when they strip the winner of the first Fury Usyk fight Walid, I don't know man maybe fight Junior Fa yeah probably do cause he just looked fucking awful yeah. Terrible Tuesday. I don't know if Gerald Miller is. For the little fight that Miller put up, I don't know if what we saw out of Waleen was gonna is gonna be able to hang with that. How how old is Waleen? He's young, right? He's on the younger side, yes. Oh, so he has no excuse. Why is he what the fuck's up? Maybe AJ was just really that good. Like <laughs> He's getting into his rhythm with Derek James, maybe. Or wait, that was with no, Ben he Davidson. Was with, uh, yeah, that's that was right. with Ben. 
Yeah, I was a Benny boy. Oh, shit. Maybe he asked Dude, Ben to go get some hot lady's number for him, and that's that was the key to determining their friendship. <laughs> Did nobody else see that story of Ben Davidson no. and Tyson Fury? Wait, what? So Tyson no. Fury, when Tyson Fury and Ben Davidson were talking about like working together, uh, they went fucking somewhere in some holiday spot, and... Tyson Fury saw these two very attractive women, and he he told Ben Davidson, "Hey, go get them and bring them to our table, so and have them sit down with us." And that was and that was like his quote unquote test for Ben Davidson. Like, do you have the fucking stones to hang with me? By talking to women? Yeah, like very apparently they were like models or something. I don't know. Or they looked like models. I don't fucking know that. Okay, I was trying to make it funny there, and it didn't land. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I get, I get what you're saying, but, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, listen, if that's Fury's test, I'll hang out with them all day. Yeah. So, uh, Wallian is 33. So, so he's, yeah, he's, he's on the younger he's... side, for sure. Mm. Do we do we just um, sweep it under the rug as, like, an off night? or? Well, I think we'll have to see, because his only losses are to Fury and Joshua, so it's not really anything to be ashamed of but that performance was dog shit so yeah that was that was bad <laughs> i think we'll wait and we'll have to wait and see uh but i think his uh, next fight should be a softer touch so for junior fa arslan arslan beck makudov is a good one um anything more on day of reckoning before we get to our lord and savior's coronation <sighs> nope. <laughs> All right. So this was on Tuesday, December 26th. Um, before we get to the main thing, let's start real quick with the Japanese Boxing Commission Bantamweight title. Seiya Tsutsumi gets the UD over Kazuki Anaguchi. It's a 10 round fight. And uh, I haven't seen yet, but I remember Anaguchi was taken to the hospital and he was. Medically induced he, coma? No, his, he uh, uh, straight up coma. He lost consciousness before they got him to the hospital bed, and they had to do emergency uh, brain surgery. Goodness! And goodness. as far as I have been able to find, he there's nothing online saying he ever woke up. Yikes! Last update oh, I oh, saw God. was like. Four days later, five days later, and he was still in a coma. I don't know if it was medically deuced at that point or not, like following brain surgery, but yeah. 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 They were going he at it. He collapsed in the ring. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. He couldn't come out of his corner to do like the shake hands. And yeah, stuff. the shake hands at the end and raise the hand for the victory and hug with Tsutsumi whatever they could he couldn't do it he was like dragged away basically he couldn't even walk yeah he couldn't stand like literally seconds Whoa. after the final bell let me, let me go uh, look this up real quick yeah dude it, it was, was rough. a brain bleed it was rough. so he it was uh, a hell of a fight though it was he put up a fucking fight like seriously he, well and i had him winning every round he wasn't knocked down in yeah i think that's what the commentary was talking about too a couple of the judges i think had the same score as me and i think that's the only way you get it is uh anaguchi won 
what would that be six rounds but he was knocked down four times yeah uh so uh punch burger bloody match too yeah. though so Tsumi got his he gets that cut fairly often he reminds me of uh uh arturo gaddy it's the same cut on the same eye every time uh, and it bleeds a lot so punch burger served rare yeah yeah oh, he was yeah, putting dude, up like... pictures of his uh shorts after the match <laughs> they, they were uh, white yeah. when he went in yeah dude he came in like stand at the end of the fight he's just being held yep He's being like his away. legs are like his legs are like twitching. So yeah, he uh, I don't know how he got up in the eleventh round after that knockdown. The eleventh round or tenth? Oh, sorry, probably ninth. Oh. I keep thinking it was a twelve-round fight, the second last round. Mm -hmm. Man, that was it was entertaining, but I don't, another stark reminder of like what these yeah. people put themselves through. It, if Anaguchi wasn't hurt so bad, that would have been probably my favorite fight of the year. But obviously it's not because he's not okay. But yeah. Was there like a lot of rabbit punches or No. No. It was pretty uh, clean. It was pretty clean. Yeah. It was a clean fight. It was just damage, damage, damage. Uh Tsumi fuck he he brawls, man. He he he's coming to beat the shit out of you, not to box you necessarily. He he is like refined. It's pretty hard for the weight class as well. Has to. He fucking has to. Wasn't this like the final of the the monster tournament or whatever? Yeah, which is so weird that they're having a tournament named after a guy that's still boxing. Yeah, he must be that like, good. I find that, that super weird. That well renowned. Uh, man, but Tsutsumi, that's super fun. I, I expect he's going on to the world level after this. I hope so. I yeah. really like him. Um, his Instagram's really fun. It is. Which it, is it, part it, of it. It's a lot of fun. But just his, his personality as well. Like, in the post-fight interview, he was talking about his clothes and thanking his, like, clothes sponsor. <laughs> all this, all these like, antiques, uh, antique clothing that I have. Yeah, well, it just, like, uh, I think he, like, literally talks to a designer about his uh, walkout capes and stuff, or cloaks or robes or whatever you call them. Sorry, Cat was being a little asshole. <clears throat> um, all right, to the main event here. Naoya, in a way, need, needed 10 to stop Marlon Tapala's. That was, I want to say, five to, or six more rounds than I expected. Uh, Tapala's yeah, was, was great. Went really awesome. I was showing. surprised. Yes, very yeah. much so. And you could see when Anui started trying to get him out, and it still took like four or five rounds. The last couple guys, once he hits that last gear, it, it hasn't taken very long. Uh, he is in the box rec sphere number six <laughs> box rec sphere yeah you know take that with fucking gallon of salt or whatever uh so tapal is in ahead of him on the box rec line is sam goodman 
Stephen Fulton, uh, Cassie Butthole, and Luis Neri. Huh? Casimero? Oh, I was, I was like, I hear that correctly? Yes, you did hear that correctly. Uh, <laughs> so, a Merle John. Anui's fighting Neri. Yeah. Revenge yeah. for uh, Yamanaka there. They're lifting the embargo on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I, uh, I, I think that's one Inui might actually come in trying to hurt somebody yeah I, I know that uh, he doesn't get mad like didn't wasn't Stephen Fulton and his team like they were really trying to antagonize they really were yeah and he still played it pretty cool um, but I, I, who was during the Muhammad Ali tournament, there was somebody said something about Anui's dad. Yeah, that's right. The... Rodriguez? No, it's a very Hispanic name. Uh, Emmanuel Rodriguez or Juan him. Carlos Payano? Okay, no, it was it was Rodriguez. Yeah. And he hurt him on purpose. I am a hundred percent sure of it. He was like, "I'm just gonna hit you as." hard as I can in the liver as many times as I can until you don't get up. It was, uh, that was a KO2. Uh, Payano was KO1. Either way. He, um, whichever one it was, if it was Rodriguez, he made them no, suffer. I'm 100% sure it was Rodriguez. Yeah. He made him pay. And Neri is probably uh, one of his idols as he was coming up in the amateur ranks and the lower professional ranks and uh, Neri dishonored him it's time to pay yeah like I don't think he's gonna talk shit in the press conferences or anything but I think he's gonna come in and be mean in the ring I, I legitimately worry for Luis Neri's safety on this uh, more so than I would Casimero to be honest with you uh, I kind of hope Anui ends Casemiro's career if they ever fight. But, but uh, so Tapala is at number six. Uh, uh, Inoue is tied up. He's going to be fighting Luis Neri. So we mm -hmm. have some options here. The uh, MJ just came off uh, a decent win there. Pretty highlight win on an undefeated guy. So that's a good catapult. And uh, Fulton is... Yep, coming off the loss to Inoue as well. So there's that. I don't know if Tapalas would want to fight Casimiro. For whatever reason. I mean, a Filipino super fight would be pretty fun. It would be. Uh, I just don't know and if they get I, I down like Tapalas, that. Yeah, I don't know either. But I think Tapalas could beat Casimiro. Uh, I, yeah, I think so as well. Like, Tapalas, when he sticks to his guns, uh, he does it as unentertaining as it might be he does what he does best he can hang with the fucking elite which is a category of one right now yeah. <laughs> so he can hang with a pun intended he can hang with monsters uh, I don't know if Casimiro is really going to offer him anything to be worried about um, MJ the, that rematch I would love to see that rematch that would be great, especially after this. Hmm. I don't know. It's not a whole lot to say since Inoue's already already I mean, setting his sights. 
and uh, Topalis. Um, I want to see more. I would like to see him fight more other entertaining style fighters. Like Stephen Fulton might not be the best as far as entertainment. No, goes. I I think Fulton would just really outbox him, and it yeah. would be a slightly boring fight. Like Stephen Fulton's entertainment factor is like Frank Sanchez, where it depends if on the opponent. If the opponent presents a real threat, then they become more entertaining because they are evading such a dangerous opponent. But yeah, with a Tapales style, Fulton style, like that's not going to be very enjoyable. No, no, not for anybody. All right, let's move along here. Um. This one was in Newark. Oh, yes. You were there. Yeah, I <clears throat> I will say I didn't catch the whole thing. I left through closer towards the end because it was running late. I had to work the next day. But overall, a lot of good fights. A couple of, I think I saw two or three first-round knockouts, which was pretty dope. Yeah, I remember you mentioned um, Yeah, looks like there's a lot of good up-and-coming guys just from the, from the Jersey scene, from what I'm seeing. But overall, it was a cool event. Uh, I did see Vito Melnicki from um, a distance, like a couple feet behind me with his entourage. Was gonna right. go say hi, but he had like his videographer, his entourage with him. I was like, I don't want to just step in there and, you know, get beat up. <laughs> Interrupt the filming of their <laughs> event. Yeah, so, but yeah. no, overall, it was, it was cool. Um, again, obviously, there's a lot of like lower level pros, like from the Jersey area, just being put on by Vito and his team, which is. It's good to see they got some like you know recognition and stage time. Um, yeah, not much more to really say about it. I did see that Vito won his fight uh, yeah, the next day. Yeah, one hit KO. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aside from that, wasn't much more else to say. Overall, really fun event. A lot of guys up and coming to watch out for. Uh, who was the fellow that we were emailing with? Uh, Jerry. Jerry. I'm Jerry. Yeah, I think that's who it was. So, yeah, big ups to GH3 yeah, Promos. Thank you. Shout to Jerry. Thank you very much for getting us in. Um, I would like to do a little bit more of a deep dive with you on something separate. So we can yeah, sure. give it the attention that they would like. Um, I didn't see this one on the 31st. It was the, uh, the traditional uh, Japanese boxing event that they do on New Year's Eve. Um, uh, I think in a way really took the sails out of that one, took the wind out of the sails of that one with um, mm -hmm. with his thing on <laughs> Boxing Day. Ah, bless his heart, taking it literally. Thank you. Keep doing that, please. Uh, so let's see, Daigo Higa. I recognize his name, so I'm I'm mentioning him. Uh, he gets a stoppage in four over Nawafun Kaikana. Uh, that was ten round bantamweight. And Kazuto Ioka stops uh, Josper Perez in seven. That was the WBA super flyweight. Yeah, this whole card seemed kind of like mismatches, to yeah. be honest. There was a lot of early knockouts. It was fun to watch, but none of the fights really stood out to me. The favorite won pretty much. Or the favorite did win all of them pretty when was quickly. the rookie tournament? The rookie tournament? Yeah. Oh, because uh, you went to that. I did go to that. It was on the twenty third. Oh shit! Anything fun, exciting? 
Anything? Any names uh, worth remembering? I got a. I got my program right here. Just one second. All right. There was a couple I had um, circled because I'm cool like that, and I can't read them. Fuck. <laughs> They're all in uh, the catacanas here, but I'm really bad at that. Um. Yeah. Let's see. The. The. Sakai. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ryu Sakai, I thought, was looking good. He is a featherweight. Um, he got a knockout. No, he's the one I shared the clip. He got uh, really, really wobbled at the very end of That's the fight. That's right. That was a five-rounder? Yeah. yeah, five rounds. So all of the fights were three or five. Uh, sorry, tournament? four or five. Um, I think it's because they're all under 20. Mm. Oh, license is uh, different there. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a, like, health thing. Uh, there was also an 18-year-old who really surprised me with his power. He got just, like, a shut-the-lights-out KO. Um, my... I'm so bad at this. Oh, Ryuta. Ryuta Mayu. Yeah, I see um, Ryota thought... Muto here on this site. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sorry. The Katakana, I'm not very good at reading. And then the most exciting fight was this guy with glasses. Um, I honestly thought he lost. Wait, wait, but the judges glasses? gave it to him. Uh, no, but... <laughs> he he must be pretty blind because he had them put his glasses on in in the uh, corner before he got interviewed. I was gonna say, did he fight with glasses? That's kind of baller. That would be new. That'd be a, that'd be a first. Is it Daichiro uh, Ishizaki? No. Yamato uh, Moriguchi. The Sag Sagata. No. S U G A D A. I think. Sugata? Oh, Sakata Yes. Yeah. Um, I that was a fun fight versus Kitano Takeda. Uh, Mashio. No. I'm not sure what this guy's name is. Mashioka. Sadashi. Uh, anyways, overall, it was a really, really fun night. They were short fights, um, but if anyone is in Tokyo and they like boxing and there's fights at Kurakuen Hall, I highly recommend it. The venue's really small. The tickets aren't very expensive, or at least nothing I've been to has been more than 40 bucks American. And you can see everything from every seat. And the super fun thing about the rookie tournament is it's East versus West. So it is a tournament in that it's been going on, I, I think, for like months. And so the West of Japan sends their best boxer to Tokyo. And Tokyo is considered the East. And of course, the rest of the East. So the whole gym is divided. 
and and everybody wears uh, colors. So all the East fighters are blue, and all the West fighters are red. I think. Anyways, that really added to the atmosphere. Yeah, that actually sounds really fun. So when I walked in, I was like, I didn't see a seat number. So I asked the guy and he's like, well, who are you cheering for? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just here to watch. And I'm like, oh, you should probably go stand upstairs then. And I didn't really understand why until I went and stood upstairs and saw that the seats were so divided. But even upstairs, like one side was red and one side was blue. It's uh, the upstairs is kind of just railing overlooking the ring that you stand along. So it was still really fun. And I mean, it's not like anyone was going to get mad when I cheered for the wrong person, but it was hard to switch back and forth and just pick, pick a boxer. Okay. I would like to keep an eye out for the for that next time. Oh, uh-huh. Um, all right, last thing in the reviews. Virgil Ortiz last night. Let's go from the bottom up. Um, I don't know who these people are, but I have it listed anyway. Uh, Raul Carrillo stops Elias Diaz in the eighth of their 10-rounder. Arnold Barbosa, I mentioned, I think... And he stops. Oh fuck me! Uh, Sholisani Dongeni, Dongeni. I fucking nailed it. That was a super lightweight <laughs> fight. Stopped in eight of ten. <clears throat> now, a vindication for Ismail Barroso. He stops O'Hara Davies in the first. Holy shit! Um, I did notice something that uh, both Gabe Rosado and Oscar. De La Hoya both were calling him Barbosa. I thought that was funny. But so Barroso gets the stoppage in one. Uh, looks like he's next for the WBA again. Grandfather boxing. Yeah. Grand old man. I don't understand how he looks so sickly. <laughs> so healthy. Yeah, no idea how he's able to do this but good for him like he looks like a mummy yes he, he does look like he his bodily fluids have been drained out of him completely I wonder if that makes it hard for him to cut weight <laughs> he never show he won't show it on his face at least there's <laughs> oh, no. no way to tell how drained he is from weight cut yeah uh all right, speaking of actually being drained, Tony Weeks does it again. Virgil Ortiz. That was yeah. the worst stoppage I have ever seen. Quote, unquote, stops Frederick Lawson in the first. This was uh, Virgil Ortiz has uh, moved up to 154. Uh, but Tony Weeks, holy shit. Uh, I don't know, man. It's getting rough for him. I, I said it as it happened that one good thing I think is that uh, something that was a consideration at the time is that Tony Weeks is just losing it. You know, he's not who he used to be. And that takes off the possibility of PBC having paid off Tony Weeks to save Romero. I think 
I think that's what it does because Tony Weeks mm -hmm. made another dumbass call here for a completely different situation. He's just... Well, and Weeks has made a lot of borderline calls as well. Like, not as egregious as these two. I haven't been a fan of Tony Weeks for a long time. I think it's time that a bunch of these uh, really famous refs start retiring. Yeah, I think you were saying that it's time to maybe these guys all need to well, retire. I was watching fights from like the 90s and it's almost all the same reps. Yeah. Like they've been doing it for 30 years and it's time some new people got, got to come up. Harvey Dock is good. Thomas Taylor is great. Um, Jack Reese should consider self-immolation as a means <laughs> to rid us of his company. Well, I mean, Reese is one of those ones. He's yeah. been there forever. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Man's a fucking dinosaur. <clears throat> like, it reminds me of Angel Hernandez in the MLB. <laughs> like, somehow they can't just stop giving these guys jobs. Who keeps funding them? <laughs> well, like... Honestly. Tony Weeks is a prime example. Like, how many fuck-ups do you get in big fights. I know this wasn't a huge fight, but Virgil Ortiz needed more than half a round. Definitely. Like, he said himself uh -huh. that he didn't he didn't like the stoppage. I felt really bad for him in the post-fight interview. I don't know if you guys watched it. Yeah. He was like, are they booing me? Why are they booing me? Yeah. Yeah, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, that's what he was like. No, I was wailing on him i don't know i don't make the decision for him but he <coughs> saw, thought he saw something so he stopped it i don't know what you want from me and they were like no dude they're booing tony weeks not you yeah and then he apologized like eight times yeah. for bad mind the fans yeah he's like oh my god i'm so sorry I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry for being so good yeah it's not my fault that i'm fucking better than him <laughs> uh virgil at 154. What do you think we're looking at here? Him trying not to die before the next fight? Well, damn. <laughs> no, but like, no, Rafi was yeah. one of those ones where yeah. once you get it, it's easier to get it again. Yeah. So he called out Tim Zhu. First thing. I think that'd be fun. That would be, be a, good fight. a lot of fun. Um, I think he needs more time. Uh, because this fight was pulled way too early. He still needs to get some rounds in. I say Brian Mendoza. I was just going to say Mendoza would be a solid one. Erickson Lubin. Um, this one's for Jesus Ramos. Lubin dropping Ramos? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, right. He needs a uh, Michel Soro. He's been in the game what, for a What bit. about uh, Xander Zayas? Don't do that to him. <laughs> that poor young Sorry. man needs more. Uh, Israel Madrimov, another guy, another 154 guy who's been around. Madrimov oh. would be a fun fight. Uh, Ratsa Butayev, he moved up from welterweight as well, so that's fun. He lost to Stanionis on the Spence Ugas card, I believe. Yep, it's Spencer Gus. 
Uh, Josh Kelly. Time to put up or shut up. You can't just sit at number one, two, or three rankings forever. Mm -hmm. Sam Eggington is still fighting. Interesting. No. Yeah, no. I don't. We don't need to see it, that. I might, I might have the wrong guy, but Eggington's the one that just, like, takes a ton of damage yes. every fight. Every right? single time. Okay. That man is just walking CTE. He has to be with the amount of punches he eats. Uh, or am I confusing him no, with Cheeseman? No. You, they both do that. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I was just thinking of him. He, my favorite Cheese, or not Cheeseman, my favorite Eggington moment. He was fighting Pauly Malinaji at 147. Uh, Malinaji was landing, no kidding, punch after punch, and Eggington's just kind of like looking at him and just kind of puts his hands down and lets Malinaji keep hitting him. And he's like, oh, I was going to say, there's no way Malinaji could ever knock out Eggington. He did it. Like, you'd have to give him 10 uninterrupted minutes of Eggington not moving. So I think he was just bracing himself enough and Polly couldn't break through that. And he just, after the bell rang, he just kind of walked back like, what? That didn't bother me at all. <laughs> I don't care about this guy or his, I'm not worried about him. But I thought Eggington had retired. I thought so too. But unfortunately, uh, Virgil Ortiz is going to have to crack Sam Eggington. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I was way too satisfied with myself for making that joke. Um, yeah, so the, the options are there. I think he needs more time, uh, for sure. This one, this half a round shit that he just did, no fault of his. It's not, he didn't do anything wrong here. Uh, but he needs more time in the ring. He needs to get more rounds in. Uh, I don't think that sparring is enough. Um, there, there are other guys that are not, you know, like top five, top ten that you could pull up who are decent, like we just named. So there's no reason, I don't think, to rush into fighting Tim Zoo. Yeah, and they're, they're both still young. Like, it's right. not like he needs to rush it. Yeah. Uh, Xander Zayas is from... Yeah, he's Puerto Rican, so he's from Puerto mm -hmm. Rico. Never mind. I was gonna say Virgil Ortiz being a Texas, Texas American, Texas Mexican American, and then Xander Zayas if he was like from like the Bronx or something, that would have been a good little uh, proxy rivalry. But moving along, <clears throat> anything more on Virgil Ortiz? Uh, I don't know. Nope. So. Nah. I thought he looked good. Yeah, he did. For a short amount 20 of seconds. Yeah. Uh, all right, so previews from the next one we have Arthur Betrebiev versus Callum Smith. Uh, the only other two fights I have that I listed Christian Mbili versus Rohan Murdoch. That's a 168. Uh, probably a 10 rounder. Uh, I didn't note it though but Mbili he's really fun if you haven't seen him fight he's very entertaining uh, Jason Maloney versus Saul Sanchez this is the WBO bantamweight title 
Uh, I don't know. Baloney. That... I don't like balonies. I don't like either of them. I like Andrew, but we'll get to that in a moment. I'll explain why in a, in a bit. Arthur better be at first. Callum Smith, he's ooh, ooh, ooh. for the other three titles at 175. Um, IBF, WBC, WBO, better be a verse Callum Smith. Um, I want, I feel this like is I, the biggest fight in Canada in decades. Really? I'm excited that Canada finally gets to have a fight. Ardent Canadian. I mean, the last one was probably Stevenson somewhere. Versus uh, Badu Jack, maybe. Yeah, I, I think this is much bigger than that, though. Might be, yeah. Uh, ardent Canadian patriot Arthur Betterbeef. <laughs> no, he'll bring some tourists. And Quebec Canada's... City is is a beautiful city, actually. Like yeah. they can get some cool shots of the old fort, drum up some tourism. Just too bad it's in the French part. But... <laughs> uh I, I, I'm not sure if I have much to say on this besides, like, I'm really thinking this is going to go n a little bit better than uh, Yard. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just going to be better be of... Once Callum Smith gets a taste of what better be of is packing in, in the gloves, it, he's going to be very hesitant to engage, and it's not going to be very fun. And when he... at The, the few times he does try to, he's going to get the worst of it. I'm not expecting much yeah. out of Callum Smith. Yeah. I mean, he's looked good at 175 so far, but... I don't know. I, I like Callum Smith. He's I, all right. You're probably right, but I wouldn't write him off completely. I think he'll go in and he'll try. Yes, I think he will try. Anthony Yard tried. Uh, Joe Smith did not. <sighs> trying to think of who else I've seen. Better be of murder. Vosdick. No, yeah, like I, no. I don't think Smith, uh, Callum Smith's just gonna like run around the ring the whole time. I think he'll go in and try. Yeah, I mean, Smith's got the height and reach on him, so how big He's is the disparity? Oh, um, let's see. Smith, I'll look up better. inches versus Smith's. 75 so he's has a five inch reach advantage four inch height advantage that's yeah considerable. That's, that's yeah i think if, hopefully he has a good jab just keep yeah. it out there it does have a pretty good jab his two wins so far at 175 though have not been very good now uh, gilbert rivera and matthew botterleek that's not a very good out pair of outings to be walking into this, I guess like his career at seven at sixty eight has been considerably better. So like that, if it counts. Yeah, I was gonna say I think those are just kind of were feelers to see yeah. how moving up in weight would go. Can I hang? I don't know. I I am interested. I think Smith is a long shot, but I don't think he's a no shot. Like, 
Uh, uh, I'll probably put a pizza bed on them just in case. Uh, yeah, one pizza. Ah, the pizza bed. Yeah. Love that. Uh, right, so one pizza on Callum Smith. Anything more? Hey, or... you know, fuck it. Make it make a pizza for me also, actually. Right. I'll throw a pizza bed on him. Um. All right, moving along. The Pro Box TV series is back on the 17th. So Wednesday. Uh, so that's fun. If you're not doing shit on a Wednesday, there's some there. They're always entertaining because, like, I mean, if you lust for box like we do, then it's something, you know. And they're actually Pro Box has some pretty solid outings, better than a lot of local promoters do. Yeah, I, the matchups are usually always competitive. I really like that. I'd rather watch two C tier fighters that are closely matched than some A tier guy beat the crap out of a B tier guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. All right. So there you go. Probox TV, they're on YouTube. And it's free. All right. On the 20th, we have a card in the UK. Natasha Jones versus Michaela Mayer for the IBF welterweight title. Uh, on the uh, on the card, I don't know who Mark Jeffers versus Jermaine Brown. 10-round super middleweights. I don't know who those guys are. Uh, no Jack, idea. Jack Cullen versus Zach Chaley. 12-round super middleweights. Jack Cullen, I remember him from... He fought Diego Pacheco. Callum Smith was supposed to be the headline of that card. But uh, against some, like, nobody. But then the better be a fight got floated to them. And, and Callum Smith had a mysterious injury and had to pull out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> interesting. Very, yeah, very interesting how that worked out. So Diego Pacheco versus Jack Cullen. Uh, Cullen was all right for the little bit he lasted. So that's fun. So I'm hopeful that he'll be entertaining again. And Natasha Jones versus Michaela Mayer. Uh, Michaela Mayer loves to scrap, so fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about Natasha Jones to say. I, I've watched her a couple times. She's more uh, of a boxer than than a brawler, but all right. So... I I kind of give the edge to Mayer on this one personally. I think she might be able to bully her a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Is is Natasha Jones? Because Michaela Mayer has, is a, I know that she's operated at the higher levels. I don't know if Natasha Jones has, so can she handle that sort of So Natasha pressure? Jones, I just looked her up because I know I've watched her, but I have a shit memory. Uh, she has had two world championship belts in two different ways. So... So, yeah, she seems I mean, to know what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, I think she was also an Olympic medalist. No, world. World, world medalist. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's good. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a good scrap. I just think uh, Mayers probably hits a little harder and will drag her into a dogfight. There you go. I'm, I, I was already sort of interested in this but now that's been taken out of the sort of level yeah definitely going to be a fun scrap yeah not going to miss it if i don't have to 
Um, okay, last thing in previews is the... On the 23rd, this one's in Osaka. Fucking... Ten Kenshiro Taraji is going to be defending his WBA, WBC 108 titles against Carlos Canisales. Uh, Kenshiro Taraji unified his with uh, Kyoguchi the last time I saw him. So uh, this guy's definitely the beans. I'm not sure. Taraji's really fun to watch. He's, yeah, he's scrappy. His fight with uh, Kyoguchi was fun. Even for 108s, if you're one of those fucking snobs. Oh, but Car I, I don't know enough about Carlos Canosales to say, but I expect uh, he's going to really try to take it in Japan. Not let it go to uh, scorecards. I do not recognize this Canosales guy. Uh, Co-main is Artem mm -hmm. Delakian versus Sego Yuri Akui. This is the mm -hmm. WBA flyweight title. Uh, Delakian is the champion here. So it's Bam, Martinez, and Delakian. Uh, I think Delakian is sort of hiding behind the promoter's fucking banner. Because he's he wasn't very. I don't think even. I don't think he could have even beaten Sonny, to be honest with you. But we'll see how if he's gonna change his tact and who he calls out. Uh, right. And Tenshin Nasukawa is fucking back. Super bantamweight, uh, kickboxing phenom. I think MMA as well. He's just a fighting sports monster. Pun not intended. Because he's Japanese. Uh, I wanted to point out he is two and zero, and his opponent Luis Pacheco is fifteen two and one. I believe in his pro debut, the guy was like sixteen and three or something like that. So Nasukawa is not really wasting any time. All right, that's it for previews or re yeah previews. Hmm. So, Joshua versus Ganu. It's going to be, the, I think, the first weekend in March. Yes. Dude, that is came out of fucking left field, and your boy is excited. Yeah, uh, I'm very much excited. I hope Joshua looks good. Like, I hope. I don't dislike Ganu, but I like, hope like... Joshua comes out and just schools him. And it's like, of course, professional boxers are better at boxing than MMA guys. That's looks, what I want. Looks good physically, right? 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 Physically? Yes. No. no, 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 no just, just saying he's a handsome guy. But <laughs> um, I was. Oh, well, he's going to be handsome even if he, he doesn't look good boxing. <laughs> I'm hoping that Nganu gets outclassed at every turn but scores a clean knockdown so i i, I, I yeah, read a comment that, that would be fun that would be fun i just want the inganu i i want to ride this train to the fucking end we're going off the rails with it 
And oh, this train is going straight off of a fucking cliff. I'm riding it all the way down. Yeah, right now, the train is going full speed, and the brakes are shot. Yep. There's no stopping this bad boy. I'm throwing um, more coal into that bitch. We are going <laughs> oh. faster. And Hold Ganu on tight, boys. is the man. He's going to be the WBC champ soon enough. I, I think your scenario is the ideal scenario. That Joshua looks like a way better boxer, outclasses him, but Nganu wobbles him he or gives, knocks he makes him down. A, he gives a good account of himself. He doesn't look yeah. terrible. He looks like he's competent, so... He he looks like an MMA fighter fighting Box. a boxer in boxing oh, yeah. is what I want. And I want I... Fury to be fucking embarrassed about it. That's what I want. That's exactly what I want. That's what I'm hoping for. So I'm glad you guys brought Fury because I did see this uh, comment. It was, um, fuck, I'm trying to get a word it now. Uh, AJ is going to do what everyone thought Fury was supposed to do, basically. To Nagano. Yeah, that's what I want. And yeah, I, it'll be a barn burner, a real fire starter of a fight, I hope. Um, I have AJ winning, but I think Nagano will definitely wobble him a little bit. If he can land cleanly, yes, absolutely. Yeah, if he can land cleanly, because AJ, if, if we get the AJ that fought Wallen, forget about it. Yes. It's going to be a 12-0. I'll put two pizzas on this fight, 100%. Um, but I, I want AJ to engage as well. I don't want it to just be boring. Like the uh, Ruiz too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what he needed to do, and it was a smart move. But, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you guys think, like, um, AJ will be going to this fight a little, like, scared? Just because, you know. I hope given... not. Given the guy who's known as like a heavy, heavy hitter, whereas Wallen was not a very heavy hitter. I don't think he's going to be scared or worried or overly concerned, but I think he will be taking it seriously. Right. Yeah, I, that's what we can hope for. Yeah, I don't want him to get too cautious because yeah. then it won't be fun. Cautious enough to respect Nganu and his power and the unorthodox approaches that he can bring to the table or bring to the ring, I guess but not so cautious that you don't style on him. Yeah. Now, another question. So this fight coming out of left field, um, do you guys think it was in the works for a while? Because it came out like a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, it was like, really Day of Reckoning quick. happening. Day of Reckoning uh, yeah, happened. Yeah, I think they had this planned. They had it planned before the Walling fight. They just waited to announce it. You think so? I think so. Yeah, I think they were waiting for the... the the eventual win over Waleen, however it came, I think that might have determined how quickly they were going to do it. Like, if it was 12 so hard-fought rounds, then they're not going to announce it right away. I, I was thinking that, but also, I'm not sure, because after the Fury fight, Wilder was, you know, in contention for uh, Nagano versus Wilder, and suddenly AJ came out of nowhere. Oh, do you think it's because Wilder lost? Yes. I think so too. So they had to make a quick turnaround. So like Wilder lost a week later, they're like, hey, fuck Wilder, get AJ on the phone ASAP. Oh, that's interesting. Could have done Parker. That wouldn't have been as big though. Yeah. So no, Josh, Joshua was the no, right. Nobody right liked Parker. Or no, that's I said that wrong. That's rude. But Parker's <laughs> not as big a draw. Yes. Dude, yeah, I wonder who 
that the poor referee is going to be to separate these two fucking behemoths in the ring. Poor guy's going to get squished. <laughs> it's going to be Harvey Duck in a, like a, a mecha suit. Maybe they bring uh, Herb up from the MMA. Herb Dean? <laughs> Yo, if they get Herb Dean to be the ref, I will lose my shit. Yeah, that would be pretty serious. I mean, I, I wouldn't step between these two fucking yeah. beasts. I've always thought that being a heavyweight ref would be the scariest fucking thing in the world. Hell yeah, what? <laughs> Trying to... Just try to put my arm in there between them. Hey, hey, break it up. Oh, no. Somebody gets, like, a stray hook thrown and just destroys you. Oh, no. I better get compensated for the rest of my life. Yeah, if you have a rest of your life. Honestly, I think if a heavyweight hit me, I would just die. Yeah, I think Even AJ if it probably, was on accident. I'm pretty sure AJ probably uppercut me to the moon. So the other, the rumored co-main, Jilei Jiang versus Deontay Wilder. Fun, fun, fun. Do you think that still gets like that's this is the post, rumor now? Post loss, so it's a uh, oh Wilder oh. shouldn't do that to himself. I don't think I he think, wants uh, to. Well, hold on now, hold on now. Let's think about it this way though. Wilder is old, and he's questioning his spark still. I think this would be a great like sunset like retirement payday fight for him because Zhang's got a pretty decent like you know following now so if this I was is gonna like, say Zhang's older than Wilder he isn't is he? a few years yeah so this is like a perfect fight for probably either one of them so if Zhang loses does he also retire with his payday if Wilder loses does he retire with his payday I think this is like a great retirement fight for both of them uh, just give, given guess. their age and like circumstance really Make it a one dollar pay per view in China. Wilder beat Zhang. Not if he plans appropriately. Because the right hand versus a southpaw is a problem. Yeah, I think this is honestly a great fight for both of them. Just while they're coming off a loss and being as old as he is, and now Zhang kind of just—I mean, what's next for him? Like, he needs a big name, right? Yes. Yeah. And this is a perfect big name for him. And Zhang being, what, 41? He's like 41, right? 40, 41, something like that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like this is like the perfect co-main for both of them. Like, one of y'all's got to retire after this fight and take your fat paychecks. Yeah. Right off into the sunset. Um, it's not on a Tuesday, though. So do they have to hold the pay until Tuesday to get the bag? Or... <laughs> Um, for this one, make an exception. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you brought me around on it. It's not a bad idea. It's not terrible. Uh, not the ideal co-main I would want, but it's still not terrible. It's not bad. I'd watch it for sure. I could watch it as a headline, even as a main event. Yeah, even that. Hmm. Um, that is the only bit of news... <laughs> We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hey, if you made it to the end, thank you very much for listening. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, and uh, we got we did end up getting to our annual picks, but for the sake of making that uh, not carrying this on much longer than it already has gone, 
Uh, I broke that off into a separate piece that I'll be publishing a little later this week. But again, thank you for listening. And we will be back uh, later this week <laughs> with the fucking end of the year picks. Uh, right. So uh, other shit, lbxmedia.net. If you want to hear other shows that we do on the Lux Media Network, uh, other mem- other shows in the Lux Media family, we got MMA, fucking astrology and tarot and occult stuff, if you like that. A uh, little bit of slice of life, etc. And we're always looking to do more, so um, keep an eye on the website for more. Always publishing more, trying to publish more. Uh, social media stuff, LVX Media Net, everywhere. Uh, we're still brainstorming if we're going to branch off the shows to have their own things but we'll see how that goes so for now lvx media net is where that's where everything's at um for if you would like to contact outside of the social media shit it's if you go to the website hit the b-sides boxing button there's there's two options there email straightforward uh the phone number 833 lux pods it's anonymous and unattended, so if, if you decide to call it, it goes straight to voicemail and you can leave your voicemail or you can text. Either way, I don't know who you are if you don't tell me. So I, regardless of whether you do or don't, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts, uh, especially on the end of the year picks coming up. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have that coming out soon. So thanks again for listening. <laughs>